Oh, hey, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Efficiency Bitch Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Leone. This podcast is dedicated to all the women out there who are aspiring to have a career while raising a family. And bitch? Well, that's more than a name and even an attitude. (laughs) We use it as an acronym. It's for bank, inbox, time, connection, and harmony. Each episode is labeled according to the correct topic so that you can efficiently find the topic that you're looking for. I'm here to tell you, you can have your cake and eat it too. The trick is finding efficient ways to get through the have-tos so that you can make room for your best life. I can show you how. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to the Efficiency Bitch Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Leone. Super excited to be back in the podcast saddle today. I took a a month off to recover over the holidays. And my very first guest is Nicole BZ. Hey, what's up? I'm so happy to have you here. I am thrilled to be here. I love the podcast. I love what you do. And I love talking to you. So this is going to be super fun. I'm honored to be your first one out of the gate. I'm so glad it's you too. I was looking at my lineup for the week and I was like, oh, yay, BZ's first. (laughs) That makes me happy. So we're going to talk connection today, and you're such an awesome guest for this. I'd love for you to first introduce yourself, tell the audience who you are, where you come from, how you do life. Okay, I'll start there. Nicole BZ, thank you. Thank you very much for listening to me. I am an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur. I started my first business in 2023. Sorry, I was 23 in 2003. (laughs) And I've been involved in starting shuttering or saving over 50 different businesses, either directly as a CEO, COO, founder, executive director, employee. And then eventually I got into consulting and contracting. And now I call myself a business coach and an investor. I've got many different things going on. And I am incredibly passionate about connecting people to their dreams. So helping business owners, creatives, believers, I call them my rebels, my rule breakers, and my visionaries, turn their reality into their dreams. Oh, I love it. It's so much why I like talking to you because you have so many different ideas from so many different places. So let's boil it down really quick. Let's just say, can you define business for us? What is business? I've spent a lot of time over two decades thinking about this question. And to me and to the people that I tend to connect with, business is simply taking yourself seriously. So often we have dreams. So often we might have some shame or some guilt or some regret or some just negative energy around our lives. And when we make the decision to invest in ourselves, to invest in what is most important to us, and we're willing to take that seriously, we're in business. I love that. That is amazing. (laughs) Business is taking yourself seriously. And I love the framework there because it doesn't mean you have a formal LLC. It doesn't mean you're even charging, right? It means you are serious about something and moving forward in that direction. I think that's really powerful. And being, being a business to business type of accounting firm, I work with all different types of business owners, right? Some who are startups. I just have this idea. I had this woman reach out to me this morning and she's, I want to sell bath bombs at the local farmer's market. Hell yes, you. this is going to be an exciting business for you. But maybe she doesn't need some of the specific things that somebody who wants to own a restaurant may need or build an empire of another kind. So business can be whatever it means for you about taking yourself seriously. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. It was interesting when I started working with much, shall we call them like larger scale businesses, billion doing millions in revenue. 
And those owners felt just as clueless, and I'm sure you can relate to this, about their finances, some of their internal processes. And what I realized, having spent a lot of time working with creativepreneurs, artists, people who are really trying to do something different, or again, just start taking what they do seriously, is the person who is just beginning might feel just as intimidated and insecure as the person who's got 10 or 20 years and multiple five, six zeros in their bank account. Mm -hmm. And I realized that's what helps someone stand out or stand above is when they're simply ready to say, I'm serious about this. And I'm going to take whatever I think is the next step intentionally and purposefully to create my own success. That is so true, especially when it comes to the finance piece. Mm -hmm. Deal with all different types, right? And everybody thinks that everybody else knows more about finances than they do. I promise everybody's in the same boat with that. (laughs) People also think their problems and their business is unique. And I know Mm -hmm. we've talked about this before, but business is business. (laughs) When it comes to the finance component, it is a numbers game. Those numbers can be interpreted very creatively. And I don't mean that in like a dodgy sense. I mean that and numbers tell a story. But it's all about what's the narrative you're trying to grow and develop and how do you want to be the star in your own story? And so Mm -hmm. that's where I think numbers can be a really supplementive, supportive way of examining your business. But they don't have to be everything, especially when you're first starting, because you don't even know what that story means yet. That is it. You may have asked me this question on your podcast about business is business. And the only thing I can think of that's not business is medical billing. That's not business. That's weird. (laughs) And shenanigans. <laughs> the medical practice of the business, but the process of the medical billing, that's not accounting. I don't know what that is. It's a business to business service. And I, I think it's a really unique connection point. When you find, I love those businesses that you've like never heard of or thought about before. Yeah. And someone is thriving in them and they love it because it's like exactly what they're into. I know a handful of those owners and they're a little type A. They love spreadsheets and numbers and God bless anybody who loves spreadsheets. Thank you so much. Yeah, there we go. The world needs you. The world needs you so much. And they just have this unique ability to speak medical, which is like a very strange industry, and then also speak business to the like insurance company. So anyhow, I think it's like this woo, hoodoo, voodoo, witch doctor shit. But yeah, to each their own. And that's the thing. Find your thing. That's a great job for someone who is a single caretaker, someone who wants to make their own hours, someone who doesn't want to have to interact with the general public and be public facing. So anyhow, totally. I know that was a joke, but I think (laughs) anybody that's doing their thing, I think is really cool. I've just never figured out the like true math behind medical billing. Maybe that's why I don't get it. It is a speciality all of its own. Okay, so let's talk about value alignment. So let's Mm -hmm. talk about you have your values. How does it show up in business? And what are the pitfalls in those places? Thank you so much for bringing that up. This is how I allow business owners and visionaries to do what I call to scale sustainably. When you allow your values to be your filter, a human being has 10,000 million hundred decisions to make every day. And it can, it can become challenging. We've heard of like decision fatigue. Mm-hmm. So values to me, when you pick what is most important to you, and I personally believe values evolve over time. Someone like Ray Dalio will argue principles or something you're born with and they stick with you to each their own. But to me, in any given moment, there's something that's really driving us. And we can tell by looking at our habits and our patterns, what is really important to us. Now, when we identify those things, and I'm talking like two to five words max, we run that through, we run every decision, every interaction, every human, every resource, even the partnerships and stakeholders we have in our businesses through that. 
you can't go wrong. I don't believe there's one right way or a system that is going to be your silver bullet to success. I don't think you can make seven figures in seven weeks. I think business <laughs> is about sustainably scaling. And so using your values is the, the hack, the fast track to your success. Because as long as, for example, my values are freedom, excellence, adventure, and fun. If I'm not doing those four things, I'm not doing it. And I used to go like, three out of four is okay. No, not anymore. I've got too much going on. I've got too many people depending on me. And oftentimes, I don't know what to do next because I too am scaling sustainably. And when you're working with new businesses at new levels and new industries and new people, you don't know what's going to happen next. In Mm -hmm. order to get to that next level, you have to challenge yourself and do something different, which is risky and destabilizing, especially if you're working with larger teams. And so if you can bring yourself back to a value or your values, and you can bring your team or your people, again, your ecosystem that you're working within to your values, it's going to be coherent. And you asked about what are some of the problems that can go wrong? When we have a value, when our values feel as if they're incoherent, that we're at a standstill in terms of how are we going to move forward? Because let's say family is one of your values, where mine is excellent. So I perceive you being at the office till 10 o'clock on a Friday night as demonstration of your excellence and your commitment, whereas you are, think I'm making you sacrifice the thing that's most important to you. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in an impasse. And this is why I love business. I think in our personal experiences, we can be a little less <laughs> inclusive, but in business, you need to make room for it all. And so we're able to then address, oh, you just have a different paradigm. You see the world a little bit differently than I do. And that doesn't make it wrong. How are we going to work this out? Would you be willing to show up in a way that I feel comfortable with. And in exchange, I'm going to allow you and your values to be first and foremost. And we negotiate that. And I think it just creates so much more accessibility and empowerment in our workplaces. And it just means that you can't fail. Gosh, I love that. There's so much good there. I have recently been reading The Power of Happy. No, that's not Mm -hmm. true. It's called Solve for Happy. (laughs) Solve for Happy. And it's this engineer's mathematical equation about how to become happy. And today, what I read was he was using a video game as an analogy for life and how when it's a level that you've done before, you breeze right through it. I go back to Super Mario Brothers because those are the video games that I remember, but you breeze right through it. And then the fun happens in the hard. The fun happens when you're like trying to conquer the thing and you have to, you die seven times and you keep trying to do it. And the fun comes from the work and the energy and the trying and the keep moving through it. And when I start to think about my own values, fun is an important value for me, but it's a, where does the work come in? Where does it challenge me? Where does it get hard? And then I go, Mm -hmm. ah, that was fun. I figured that out. So such a solid exercise to figure out what your values are. How do you walk people through discovering in a couple words what their value statements are? It depends what their immediate goal is. So I often, when I start working with people, we're hacking one of four things. I think of them almost as like the key components of business. So time, money, connection, and Mm -hmm. leadership. Mm -hmm. And so from there, we'll model different ways of connecting to values. So we're either looking at existing habits and patterns, a video game analogy, a new avatar, a new character. Mm -hmm. And then we can look at, so what are the commonalities between it? Like when I came up with adventure as an example, which might seem a little bit weird, that's my version of challenge. I like being spontaneous. I like trying new things. It's not really an adventure if everything goes well. So it is an adventure rather than a disaster if you keep a positive attitude and an open mind about it. 
So it's saying yes to new things. It's saying yes to being flexible and spontaneous. But it's also like you need to be safe. You need to be prepared. There's some risk mitigation. No one goes on an adventure without making sure they've got all of their safety protocol in place. They've let people know what's going on, so on and so forth. So when I look at what really allows me to excel, and when I look at some of the biggest things that I've achieved and how I've gotten there, adventure is the most common thread through it. And I sat with it for a while because obviously I love a good challenge. Mm -hmm. But it was like adventure to me felt like the word that really resonated because it's not just a challenge. It's coming out the other end with something to say, something I've discovered, likely something new. Yeah. Brene Brown has a fantastic resource. If you just look up, I think it's called like value definition. It was from her book, Dare to Lead. Mm -hmm. And just a PDF on the internet that has tons of different values. This exercise, people use it pretty regularly. And so if you feel like, which most of us do, especially those of us who are multi-passionate and entrepreneurs and creatives, we have a thousand things that are really important to us. But looking at a list I find really useful. And then I can I circle the ones that I really dig. And then I see what's so important about, about a handful of these words that kind of feel related. The other thing I will say is that when big life stuff happens, your values will need to be reflected upon. And I think about when somebody becomes a parent, when somebody loses a significant person in their life, when you start a business, when you move from a stage in your business, say from startup to scaling, these are things that might influence your values. And so if you're feeling a little bit stuck, a little bit stagnant, uninspired, if you find yourself, especially if you're the CEO, founder, creative, visionary, solopreneur, and you don't want to go to work anymore. <laughs> it's your business. Do a values assessment. It's usually a pretty good little like poke that some things have probably changed. And by reconnecting to yourself and trusting you actually know exactly where you need to go, even if you don't feel like you're clear on that destination yet, a value exercise is going to be a pretty worthwhile exploration. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to do that today. Woo! Not that I don't want to go to work anymore. I love my job. But well, it's, it's a always new year, really you know, it's yeah. a new calendar year. So it's, I find it's good to certainly reconnect to what you've established and go, does this still light my fire? Yeah. And figuring out what the next piece is. I spent, so I wrote a book in 2022. I took 2023 off of growth intentionally. It was mm -hmm. like, let my brain downshift for a second. Let me just soak up. First, you have to promote the hell out of the book, which is exhausting in and of itself. But the, 2024 is another go get them year. I'm ready to mm -hmm. move into the next piece. So I think a value assessment is right in the right piece for me. Tell me about success. How do you know if your business is successful? How do you know if you're successful? I think so often we use external metrics. We fall back on what we were told was successful or what we think success should look like. I think this is one of the reasons people hate on social media so much, doing mm. air quotes for anybody just listening, because it's a false sense of success. I'm not saying that there's a problem with that. But if you're finding yourself triggered on that platform, it's likely because that's just simply not your definition. And as one of the reasons I love business is you define your own success. And when we start to ask ourselves, how will I know I've been successful at the completion of this activity, of this recording, of this day, of this project, of this campaign, of this hire? Like, I work with so many of these visionaries that are able to see the future, but translating that into day-to-day -day activities and most importantly, metrics, measurements, targets so that we feel like we're moving in the right direction, even if everything is chaotic and feels really hard and really challenging. It's the fuel for our fire. 
Mm-hmm. And I think things are off if, again, you're not excited about what you're doing, if you don't feel connected to it. And most importantly, if you don't feel like you're in control, and I know like control is a sticky topic, but what I mean by that, I'll take it back to the social media analogy. You can't control if somebody likes your content. You can't control if somebody engages with it. And anybody selling you a system that tells you you can is selling you something that you can't buy. (laughs) What you can control is how often you post. What you can control is the quality of the imagery or video that you're sharing. What you can control is how many people that you follow up with per day or per week in terms of your engagement. And so by redefining your metrics for success to something that you can do, and then start paying attention to those numbers and the results that you're seeking, like I am engaging on social media because I want sales. Again, you can't control if somebody buys, but you can control how often you're showing up. And then what you can start to discover is why I, let's say I posted every day this week and I reached out individually to three people per post that had commented. In a month, you can look at your sales and you can start to discover some stories and perhaps some connection. What you might also discover is it doesn't make much of a difference, yet you're spending all of your time and energy in this one space Mm -hmm. when the reality is having a, a fruitful conversation with somebody in your real life that either walks into your business or calls you or connects with you. That's a one-to-one ratio of success. And so it helps you just understand based on your own definition, why am I doing this? How do I know I'm doing a good job so that I can be proud of myself and continue to grow? Mm. Busy, you're awesome. So much good <laughs> stuff there. I love it. I could listen to you. Oh, you can listen to you for a long time. Tell everybody about your podcast, where they can find you, where they can keep hearing you. It's funny. It's so aligned with what we've been talking about. It's called everything because I I do believe everything. And our roles is to just simply help help you on your journey. And so facilitate your success, get any obstacles out of the way so that you can just, you can get there as quickly as possible. So you can find it on all podcasting platforms. It's also on YouTube if you prefer watching things. And again, it's everything. Yeah. It's so much fun too. You have so many great guests and it's, You're so right about everything. A lot of times you just need to have the confidence that you do know everything. Imposter syndrome is real for everyone. Everyone has it. Especially ambitious and intelligent women. Mm -hmm. I encourage everybody. This is one of my favorite books, Presence by Amy Cuddy. Mm -hmm. I I got that right. It's phenomenal. And she... They, it's now actually referred to as the imposter phenomenon because it's so prevalent and men also experience it as well. There's a lot of science and data in there if you're interested in that. She's a social scientist first, but then she did a TED Talk. It was one of the most watched TED Talks ever. But it's fantastic for unpacking imposter phenomenon and just reminding you, you do know everything. You do deserve to be here. And the fact that you're ambitious and con- committed and intelligent means you're going to be you're going to be faced with imposter phenomenon over and over again every time you beat the big boss at the end of the video game level and you graduate to a new level you're suddenly in a space with so much more room for activities you need a completely different skill set new tools new friends <laughs> and what what's the word i forget what it, oracles or whatever it is in video games <laughs> and yeah it's scary and you feel like everything you've done doesn't matter anymore and you have no idea what to do and you're about to die and it's actually totally normal. And it's really just proof that this is important to you. And that's okay. It's supposed to feel scary, but you get to determine if that scary is something you're going to harness and use it as excitement or and motivation, or if it's going to be like nerve wracking and stressful. Because whichever space you decide, no, j- no, sh- blah, blah, no shade on which one, 
it's going to impact your actions and your results. And so by just simply understanding some of these experiences are par for the course when you're an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur and business owner. And it's how you want to play the game that's going to make the difference. So good. Share with the audience where they can find you, how they can continue outside of the podcast, of course, but how they can reach out and keep conversation going. Thank you. I, NicoleBZ.com is my website. I'm usually doing something cool. I'm doing some live, if anybody's interested in Web3 and cryptocurrencies, doing some live work there. I have the Anti-Business School, which is my learn in your own time MBA for (laughs) anti-schools, anti-people in general. I can relate. I do one-to-one coaching for the right person in the right business, but everything I'm doing is available on my website. I'll jibber-jabber about it on my podcast. I'm on all social media platforms at the BZ channel. And hello at Nicole BZ is a great way to interact with me individually. I think that's about it. You can sign up for my loop. That's my newsletter that I send out weekly-ish. I share a little bit more of my personal journey in that and the things that I've been geeking out on over the last week. Super cool. BZ, you're awesome. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I really appreciate it. And if you're first, if you're brand new here and this is the first time you're listening, welcome to the Beehive. I'm so glad you came. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. Until then, I'm your host, Melissa Liam. See ya. Thank you, Melissa. Well, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. If you're new around here, please be sure to leave us a review on any podcast platform you're listening to. And you can always reach out to me to let me know what topics you're interested in hearing about or maybe telling me someone you think would be great for the show. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at EfficiencyBee. Until next time, see ya!